0: In peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. What does this mean? On a hillside outside of Jerusalem, there is a deep, round hole in the ground actually there are three holes planted in them are three large trees sturdy branches stretch from their sturdy trunks but they are devoid of leaves the only motion upon them is a scrap of papyrus a handbill in three tongues wavering mildly in the breeze the middle trees bill of lading two trees They bear no fruit. They are decorated with criminals, rotten men condemned for acts unspeakable, robbery and murder, rebellion and treason. But the third tree, ah, the third tree, it bears a fruit with juice so strong that it dissolves hell's claim on you. But it is not merely a tree of cruelty, an instrument of death, It is a trellis too, a support, a ladder embracing life, lifting up a vine from the earth. And the fruit of that vine, so caustic on the devil's tongue, brings joy to the hearts of men. A thief is remembered in the coming of the kingdom. He harvests, no, he actually steals without any labor, life from that trellis. Once he was teetering over the edge of the abyss into hell. But now he enters into paradise, a saint of God. So too Barabbas, the terrorist, guilty as sin, goes free. He does not pay for his crimes. He does not die this day. He lives yet a little while. And strangely, this pleases God. On this hillside, King David finds relief. He quenches his thirst in cool, still waters. He lies down in the shade of that angular middle tree, and he grazes upon sweet, green grasses in a pasture fertilized with blood. Abraham sees the day and rejoices. Joseph of Arimathea gives his tomb as an offering, but don't feel sorry for him. It's no hardship. It's no gift of painful choice. Upon the death of Jesus, all worldly possessions lose all their value. Joseph won't need that tomb for his bones to dwell in. He'll have a different resting place for eternity. Eve's seed is taking root outside of Jerusalem, sprouting from that tree, from that trellis. A new fruit is blossoming. New wine is poured. And new songs ring out from the heavenly host. But what does this mean? Beneath the earth, hell's fires still burn. But then, a tremor rumbles. Fear ripples through the demons and all of their slaves. Foundations shake and weaken. Walls crumble. The gate itself rattles and is rent asunder. It cannot hold. The prisoners escape. And at the same time, all of creation shakes, too. It shakes its head at the great injustice. Why does the innocent man pay? Why do the guilty go free? The sun protests. It hides and will not shine. But look closely, O star of the morning. Hell gives up the fight. It is empty of its ill-gained loot. Creation is restored. And here is the mystery of all mysteries. God loves men. And He has before all creation, since before He created them male and female in His own image. But the devil knew that God always keeps His promises. He had hoped somehow to work His tricks again. Having overcome Adam by a tree in the garden, he thought to use a tree once more a vile pole of torturous design to string up God. He'd hoped that having become man, God would become like other men. Too stupid to know that men did not love Him. That men would always choose Barabbas or choose a thief, or would betray Him with a kiss, or flee from Him in fear. Or worse still, that His patience would be met with indifference, that His gifts would be ungratefully abused, that his love would be ignored or spurned. Yes, the devil sought to teach God a lesson about men. But what the devil refused to own was this. God loves men. He bears no grudge. He lays down his life for Barabbas, for the thief, for David and Bathsheba, for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and for Sarah and Rebekah and Leah and Rachel too and for Adam and for Eve, but also for Royce and for Clarence, for Nancy and for Tim, for Clayton and for Ken and for Carl, for Stephanie and for Lucy, for Evan and for Hannah, for Thelma and for Travis, for Frida and for Carolyn, for Reese and for Olaf, for Noreen and for Jane Ann, for Camille and Shannon, Natasha and Juanita, for Philip and for Matt, for Daniel and Jason, Gabby and Sarah and Kirsten, Jeff and Christy and Paul, and Harvey. He has laid down His life for every rotten man ever to live, for every man ever to sin. And this is what the devil does not get. God loves men. He loves each and every one of them, no matter how bad or how ugly or how dumb they might be. And in this is the devil undone. He is overcome by that tree, by that trellis of redemption. He cannot hold us to our sins. God in Christ Jesus has forgiven us. The devil cannot bind us. God in Christ has paid for us. For God loves men. What does this mean? The devil still will not quit. He looses all of his fury on the vine. Love is strict, he says, jealous. Keep your word, O God. Justice must be met. If you will have men, then leave the Son to me. Look away from him and let me have my prize. And so God does. What does this mean? The father forsakes the son. He hands him over to the devil and to destruction. How can this be? How far will God go to pay the price for hateful men? The son is cut off. He is alone. He is punished for crimes that he did not commit. His heart melts like wax within him. His bowels spill upon the ground. His heart breaks and his bones are all out of joint. His tongue sticks to the roof of his mouth, dry in the dust of death. Was there ever grief like this? But what does this mean? It gets worse. For through it all, he must endure the stupid and wagging tongues of cruel men who prove the devil's accusations against them completely true. His patience is met with ingratitude, his gifts are abused. His love to this very day is still ignored. It seems to make no change in men, for wars rage on. We tell lies and we betray friends. Vices are celebrated and the truth is mocked. And so it is. Our sins hurt Him the most. Was there ever sin like ours? But what does this mean? He makes no complaint. He goes as a lamb to the slaughter. He offers His back to the whip. His body and His blood a sacrifice and His meal for men. He pours out His blood and He pours out His life like water upon the earth. He loves us to the end. And nothing, nothing at all in all of creation, not the devil and his demons, not any government, not synods, not bullies, not terrorists, not unfaithful spouses or mean bosses, not liars or thieves, not weak moments or evil thoughts, and not even our own sins, nothing, nothing will stop Him. He loves us to the end. The devil never learns. He is snared in his own trap and falls into his own pit. The tree, that vile pole of torturous design, is his defeat. The tree is the victory of men, the gift of God. It is the tree of life. Hell's flames are quenched by wood. The devil's teeth are knocked out by a stick. His strength is spent, wasted in a futile attack. The yapping dogs of his accusations are scattered before the roaring lion of Judah. And here is what the devil still could not believe. God loves men. He welcomes them into paradise once again to eat of the tree of life, to have fellowship with him. What is this then outside of Jerusalem? A trellis? A tree? A wooden lance that stops the devil's evil and fierce threats and foils death's designs? Perhaps it is, but it is more. It's a vine that bleeds new wine to cleanse and to comfort the hearts of men. And what of that other hole? You know, the one that is cut into stone and where they buried him. Where devil and man conspired to guard and to keep him. It is empty. Miracle of miracles, he lives. And he bears no grudge against Caiaphas or against Pilate, against Barabbas, or even against Judas. He loves even them. God loves men. So then, nothing could be more true than to say, God loves you. And what is this? He is the victor over death. He is the champion and the captain of the blessed, this lover of men. Death has come to its end. The grave has lost its sting. Now is the end of our darkness, the end of our long night. A sweet dawn shines anew, for Jesus lives. Hell's fury is quenched. The flames are drenched with blood. The angry smoke of the devil's rage is dissipated, burned away like mist in the new morning's light. It is no more. And all of the shameful acts of guilty men, yes, even of you, are forgotten, forgiven, gone. And out of death He gives Himself living bread to feed the souls of men. He is manna bread from heaven, this Jesus, our Savior. And so we eat His body and we drink His blood and thus proclaim His death until He comes. For Jesus lives and God loves men. Christ is risen. He is is risen indeed. Hallelujah. and Amen.